0: Love Talk Radio. Day to you. It is Tuesday, August the sixth, twenty thirteen. I'm Michael Gordon, and that means you're listening to the Mind Whisperer program on blogtalkradio.com. Thanks for tuning into the program today. Perhaps listening to the show live, and it would be great to have you here as always. And if not, it's also great to have you here if you're listening into the show as a recorded segment, an archived segment on blogtalkradio.com where you will find our page forward slash The Mind Whisperer or you can find us uh, through iTunes as a downloadable podcast which is available to you free when all of our back episodes are there regardless thank you for uh, tuning in to the program today however you found us and we also have a Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash The Mind Whisperer uh, if you're new to the program uh, again my name is Michael Gordon I'm your host I am a practicing uh, psychotherapist in Vancouver, Canada, in private practice, and I'm also a teacher of the art of Aikido, and um, you can always go look that up, but it's basically an art that teaches you mind-body coordination and uh, calmness for daily life, and so as you can imagine, a lot of the uh, themes of the shows and the concentration of the program are on working with Uh, our mind-body state and uh, how that can lead us to living better lives and uh, engaging with other people in a more enlightened and uh, positive manner, down to the nitty-gritty of uh, relationships on the personal level and, of course, on the societal level. And today the program um, takes a a bit of a somber note as we uh, honor the remembrance of 68 years ago, the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, Japan, uh, by the US military, US government. Um, with the intention of and the outcome of ending uh the, the World War II and certainly the war in the in the Pacific um, region. Um and um if you didn't know that there was a Potsdam Declaration um to end the war and to demand the surrender of Japan that was uh, ignored by the Japanese government initially, and uh, quite a sinister uh, threat for the utter and complete destruction of the country by the United States if they didn't comply. And while they didn't destroy the entire country, they decimated uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki within three days of each other. And the estimates roughly range to 250,000 people um, of, you know, the uh, the gross damage done um, over the, those two bombings done by the atomic bombs, uh, Little Boy and Fat Man, that were dropped, single bombs. And the stats are, and that doesn't include the generational after effect of radiation sickness and poisoning, but the initial impact uh, by estimates of the uh, authorities in Japan at the time um, were that 60% of the casualties were from uh, flash or incineration burns. So what that really tells you is that the bomb had the effect of incinerating the people of those cities. Hundreds of thousands of innocent civilians. And this is really quite emblazoned in our memory as, first of all, the only time in war that nuclear weapons have been deployed and used, certainly on civilian populations,
1: although there has been nuclear-armed and nuclear ballistic missiles that have been thousands, tens of thousands of them around the world. And there have been, you know, uh, pretty uranium rounds used in, um, you know, in, uh, Iraq and the Gulf War, and of course that leads us to talking about Gulf War syndrome. But as a weapon of mass destruction, these two uh, dates uh, today, which we are honoring, uh, the memory of the people who were bombed in Hiroshima, um, signify the only time the atomic and the first time the atomic bomb was ever used in wartime. And uh, not to debate the um, strategic or the political, um, I guess, I, I, I don't know what to use the word, merits, but um, uh, reasoning um, or the rationalization. Um, I want to look at the, the the psychological and emotional effect of um, these historical events, and in particular to understand why it is that... Um, human beings can, or the impact of of, other civilian populations like that of the United States or here in Canada, of the actions of the government to um, and how the government can elicit Documented by um, Noam Chomsky, would be the genocide towards the uh, Tamil people um, in um, East Timor, um, which he says by, just by sheer numbers, um, you know, equals to the greatest genocide of the 20th century. Some 300,000 people have been murdered there um, by the Indonesian government to protect uh, foreign interests in oil. Offshore oil deposits, and to assert Indonesian uh, authority over the independence of the Timorese people. So back to how uh, impacts of individuals living in adjacent or you know uh, Western countries that are implicated by the actions of the United States in this particular historical incident, and what does it say about the impact on? Uh, and came back me, with an ice
0: cream cone and was licking the ice cream cone. The monkey in the cage actually mimicked the activity of the researcher. And so this led to a discovery that there is a mirror effect in neurons. There's actually er- neurons that will light up
1: in the client brain of uh, the observing brain. Of, um, One organism to another, and particularly this is important when we look at uh, infants now influencing kind of behavior and learn their social and emotional cues from caretakers around them and other other, infants and children. So, um, this strikes me as something very interesting because it requires an observational effect. In other words, in the presence of other people's behavior, mirror neurons fire off and we learn. pain but you can actually other subjects were um, being asked to give them the talk and it Automatic characteristics of that situation where the loyalty and the and the, um, compliance with being given orders is is your natural empathy for somebody suffering. But that's under duress and you can certainly see that Um, the uh, civilian casualties and effect of mass bombings, because it was the only person you still put it in World War II, but um, that was, the, the, the civilian impact was not shown, whereas in the television camera and video in the Vietnam era, um, we're showing the effects of napalm and, and incendiary bombing, like phosphorus bombing in ancient origin, and, and also gunship. occurred being one of the ones that was reported uh, where civilians were massacred at some point by American troops. So what I'm suggesting here is that uh, while that can give us a, a, a first-hand uh, empathy effect and a mirror neuron effect through television, we also have the counter-effect of being desensitized by television and, be, and
0: more importantly being desensitized by the scale and the, and the separation from these events. Uh, when, going back to World War II and the Nazi era and the Nazi atrocities and genocide uh of World War Two against Jews and, and many other segments of the population that bring the numbers
1: up to twelve million from six million Jews to twelve million right, total, uh total estimate. Um and that doesn't even include those who were um, again, you know, deported, tortured and enslaved forced labor camps. Those are just the the actual categories. Um that the uh, uh, a, a writer and, and academic named Hannah Arendt wrote a very groundbreaking essay called "The Banality of Evil," and that she suggests that our the figures that describe mass murder and genocide, particularly she was addressing the banality effect of standing idly by while people were murdered in the millions is partly because of the effect of being associated from the numbers themselves. And so when you hear numbers of tens, hundreds, of thousands of people dying, it kind of tends to blend into itself and not have a personal impact anymore. And this is why we see in the news when we really personalize a story of... Um, that the first person that comes to mind is Michael Donahue. Donahue, I think his name was, NBC here, um, was a milk Carton um you know, that was uh went missing. And it um, had an enormous impact on the public conscience and and, uh, and sympathy. One blonde haired little boy, um compared to say three hundred thousand people in the Timor. Babies, children, women, pregnant women, same thing in Central America in the eighties, with Guatemala and El Salvador, and the Contra of Nicaragua huge atrocities committed against civilians, people like us, you know, teachers and therapists and uh and you know, subway conductors and et cetera. And Hiroshima and Nagasaki, um, they kind of blank us out. We can't relate on a level of on the personal level until we hear the eyewitness accounts of the stories and then our natural system uh of document kind of kicks in to again disconnect and not take in that trauma of what that means. It's just we distance ourselves from it and certainly the fact that it happened to so called enemy combatants. Um us to distance ourselves, but these are human beings just like us, and they were not conscripts or you know military combatants in the war, they were civilians uh school children uh, you know just everyday people who uh had no chance to prepare or Uh, of what I'm describing of being witness to atrocity and and not only being witness to atrocity but being an unwilling uh, participant
0: or um the unwillingly implicated or misrepresented by our own government to commit acts of uh against social justice and human rights and the environment, and so in particular, we can see the galling effect of that with uh
1: uh, the Occupy movement, that, that you know, the 99 versus the one percent, and a great number of people um, were completely and, and justifiably outraged by the uh, greed and uh, corruption um, of the financial. listen to By our caregivers. Our natural impulse is again to seek comfort and care and safety. And, and because we are dependent as young children, we go back to that same caregiver. So we're caught in a bind. Um, this was clearly demonstrated by a, a study done by a researcher looking at imprinting, like the way that animals' instinct is activated by their environment. And with young ducklings and this researcher became the parent to these young ducklings so the, the mother duck and accidentally stepped on one of the ducklings not injuring it but uh, certainly causing a lot of distress to the poor little duckling and the people in the millions. And so that throws us into, again, like the duckling, uh views and indeed what um trauma that, that uh creates for us to not um, continue to be vigilant and intervene uh, as individuals and not just acquiesce to um
0: uh governments or our military or the segments of our society that do things on our supposed behalf that betray our fundamental principles of uh peace and humanity. Well, that's it for the program today. Um,
1: As always, you can tune into the program, uh, calling from the program. If you uh, go to the broadcast, you'll see a calling number, and uh, you can interrupt the topic for the show and bring up anything you want. Of course, I'd love to talk to you about the topic, and you can email me at uh, through the Facebook page or leave a comment with a suggestion for a topic or a guest. And I'd be loved to, uh, to engage in any way whatsoever. Please follow us on Facebook. There's a donation link there as well if you want to help uh, support the program. And in the meantime, uh, not all is dark and somber. There is light through the cracks and that's where we all uh, need to step closer to in our daily lives. Until next time, I'm Mike This has been the Mind Whisperer. Have a great day. You and I jumped right in, took no time.